Welcome to the Path 5 Podcast. The Path 5 team is a dedicated group of professionals hailing from diverse backgrounds, all anchored in making the world a safer place. Thanks for joining us while we dive into today's topic. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this episode of the Path 5 Podcast. We got a special one for you guys tonight because we have a guest. We're continuing our our guest experience here on the podcast, and we've got a real treat for you guys tonight because we are honored to have Miz, who is the owner of Locks and Company, on with us today. So he spent some time in the Air Force Reserve, uh, was a corrections officer, and now runs his own business. And it's a, it's a very successful business, one that we actually started buying from several years ago. Uh, they specialize in some of the more uh, organic hair and grooming products for the most part. At least that's how they got their start. And some really high quality pomade, some real classic vibe to it, which we've always loved. And uh, we've rocked it all over the world for several years now and uh, only got compliments. So can't go wrong with that. But uh, we got a full house on tonight from the team. We got Broneal, Da Vinci, and Boomer. And I will give Dave the mic here and uh, give him an opportunity to introduce himself. And uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your service to this country and uh, how that kind of gave you a nice footing. For starting your own business. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the intro and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. was looking forward to this for a while and uh, super stoked when I got the invite. So um, thank you for that. Um, let's see. Uh, Air Force Reserve, you touched on that. I did that for 15 years. Um, uh, the reserves, for anyone who's not familiar with that, is uh, part-time kind of, if you will. Uh, we train one, one week in a month, two weeks out of the year. That's our obligation. And then um, different. Uh, Training opportunities come up throughout the year, of course, for additional training, as well as obviously deployments. Um, In the 15 years, I was on four deployments with the Air Force and um, trained all over the United States, all over the world, if you will. Um, And so I had a great, I mean, I love my career in the Air Force. I love my job. Um, I worked logistics. Uh, 2T2 was my AFSC, um, otherwise known as Port Dogs. Um, and, uh, we worked on the flight line, um, with aircraft. So I especially liked working outside with my hands, given that, like, I think 80% of the careers in the air force is like admin. So, um, just excited about that. Glad, glad to uh, work that career field and, um, yeah, all the sure. experiences with that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So 15 years in the reserve and, and you elected to uh, go ahead and, and step on out to the civilian side. So yeah, I'm a, obviously a little bit read into how that occurred because uh, I, I found that really interesting. And I, I found it very admirable that you stuck to your convictions about something you felt very strongly about. So you want to elaborate on that a little bit more, too? Yeah, sure. Um it's funny you were talking about timing earlier in the introductions before we started the podcast and your timing was impeccable when it came to the, the, the pandemic and your career ending, which was great timing for you. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Couldn't have planned it any better. Even yeah, if I awesome. would have had a crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And, um, so, so mine's, my story is a little bit different with the timing. Um, I was actually on my, my last deployment when the, the pandemic kicked off, and they extended us and it was all a bunch of like, when are we going home? We're never going home. And, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so I was, um, thankfully I was in a nice spot though. Um, not that it matters cause everything got shut down anyway. So, I mean, whatever, but, uh, anyway, ended up finally coming home from that deployment. Um, kind of saw the writing on the wall, to be honest with you. Um, a buddy of mine thought we were years away from the, the mandates and all that stuff. And I, I, I was like, no, dude, you're wrong. It's coming like quick. Um, we were kind of hoping that we would be retired by the time, you know, those mandates came down. I had five years, you know, to go. Um, but anyway, wasn't so fortunate. 
Um, but anyway, as you know, as you pointed out, the mandates came down. Um, I refused to vaccinate um, me and a handful of guys in my squadron. Um, and we went through the whole gamut with the, with the commander. Um, the commander was a nice guy, really nice guy, but unfortunately we don't need nice guys in the military. We need, you know, leaders. Um, and, uh, yeah, he tried tried doing right by us, but you know, um, still we got the article 15s and the warnings and the, this and the, that, and you know, you're not welcome back until you, you know, um, but that was it. Um, we sacrificed our, the rest of our careers, our pensions and health benefits, um, and just, you know, I say we as in me and the guys that were doing that. Uh, my brother actually being one of them as well. Um, and so that was that was it. We got booted out pretty much, I think, June of, was it 21 when all that happened? Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was it. So um, Air Force career went by. Um, the, you know, $500 a month I was making as a reservist, as an E6, that went by, um, you know, my pension's gone, my healthcare was gone. I had TRICARE at the time, so I had to scramble for healthcare. So it was a bit of a chaotic time, but um, trusted the Lord through it all. And, you know, he pulled us through. Um, business stayed afloat. Business kept food on the table, mortgage paid. And, I mean, that that was – that's. It in a nutshell. So <laughs> it's pretty, wow. uh, pretty wild. Damn, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like a really wild ride. And once again, you know, I want to touch on the fact that I view that as being very admirable. The fact that you decided to step away from all of that based on how you felt about getting vaccinated. And, and you, you read the writing on the wall and you saw the risks associated with that. And, realize like no this this isn't it this is wrong the way this is going going down and uh i just i think that's awesome because i think a lot of folks out there um you know had to make really tough decisions during that time and it's really unfortunate that they were even put in that position because they never should have been to begin with and i agree i think dod has since realized the error in their ways yet hasn't admitted the mistake which I just, I can't wrap my head around just the whole lack of apology. Mm-hmm. Even just that is uh, yeah. just indicative of the poor leadership that, that we have in this country's military at this time. So yeah. Really, really unfortunate, but still proud of you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So did you have, I'm assuming you had your business started up while you were still in the military and while you were working as a corrections officer. Is that, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, correct. So as you know, reservists, like I pointed out earlier, we, we do deploy, but we maintain a full-time civilian job as well. Um, so, um, which our jobs are protected by law when we, when we deploy and train, which is all, which is all good. But um, at the time I was um, department of corrections for 10 years, I did that. And I'm trying to remember the start date and end date, but I don't remember. Uh, end date, I think it was 2019, maybe 2020. Oh boy. I don't know. Um, so anyway, but I did, uh, I was a corrections officer for the state, um, the Pennsylvania state of Pennsylvania, the department of corrections, like I pointed out, um, did that for 10 years. That was my full-time job. Um, I started off liking it. Um, when in young, I was in my, you know, young twenties, um, you know, as any young 20 ish year old loves to brawl and fight and all that good stuff and full of testosterone. You all, you oh, know, yeah. this and vinegar. Yeah. Yep. 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 So that's how I started my career in the department of corrections. Super excited about it. And then when the reality of the job kind of set in, you know, uh, I was just kind of like, man, I don't know if I could do 20 years of this or 25 years of this. I was like, no way. Yeah. Um, so about six or seven years in, while still training um, and doing my Air Force career, so I did about three, I did two deployments with um, while I was uh, employed by the State Department of Corrections. Um, so while juggling both of those careers at the same time, I started Locks Hair Wax Company, um, which is now known as Locks & Company Limited. Um, and that was kind of like my side hustle. Um, that's kind of how it started. Um 
I can give you the why later or whatever, but um, did that for about, I think three years I did that side hustle air quotes here. Um, yeah, sure. You know, my days off at the prison, I was doing locks work and, and, you know, just kind of working nonstop, but I didn't care because I kind of, you know, it was making a truck payment. That's how I started. I was like, man, I can pay, make my monthly truck payment with this. This is cool. Like, and then it went from there to like truck payment plus whatever other toy I wanted, you know? So, um, it just kind of kept growing and growing and to the point where, um, I was able to, uh, submit my resignation papers to the warden and get out of there. So I was pumped. Yeah, that's awesome. So out of curiosity, I guess, what was the biggest drawback of the job? Was it just the, the vibe of the environment or was it the people you were interacting with? I mean, what, what really, what changed that outlook for you? Um, the environment for sure. Um, so it's not, they say, <laughs> they say that correct. We had a joke in, in corrections because uh, they, they paid us a a really good amount of money um, and really good benefits. And that's kind of how they kept, they keep people there. Right. Um, um, so let's see. Um, we have, we had a running joke saying they pay us so good, not because of what happens, but because of what can happen. Right. So um, that's weird. I think I've heard <laughs> of another organization that does that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so normal day-to-day operation in department of corrections could be very boring and it is very boring at times, but it's when it goes down, it goes down and it's pretty, you know, it gets pretty serious quick. Um, so the environment being it's a high stress situation constantly, even if nothing's happening, you're constantly at a high stress level, um, cognitively. And, you know, that's just wears and tears on your body and your mind. Um, you know, um, Divorce rates are crazy high there. Suicide rate. Get, here, here's a fact, fact for you. Uh, retirement is uh, 65 for the, for the Department of Corrections, right, for the state. Suicide rate for corrections officer is 67. So that's <laughs> pretty wild. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that uh, wow. my, my dad told me that he was a corrections officer in New York State for nine years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he mentioned he mentioned that hitting that reality of like, oh, cool. I work my ass off. I hit retirement and then I die in my chair, you know, mm-hmm. a year or two later, yep. mostly from heart attacks, just from the stress. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's good foresight there. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Wow. Damn. That's, that's impressive. But uh boomer, I know that you, you've been running, uh, several companies now, uh, very artfully <laughs> over the past Art, artfully year. Is, artfully is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Too. It's, yeah. It's I been... mean, very successfully as well. I think it's been super impressive. So, um, what, what questions do you have for Dave? Yeah. Well, no, certainly I, I appreciate that, but, uh, you know, I am always interested in kind of, you know, um, figuring out. So, what got you started? So, so first of all, tell us a little bit more like about the company that you own and then like what inspired you, what inspired you to start it? You know, it's, it's a very unique company and um, you make a very unique product and like, what was your, what was the method to the madness that inspired you to start, you know, locks and company limited and, and uh, you know, was it, was it a passion that you've always had or was it something that you just kind of thought of and just definitely want to know more about kind of the, the process that you went through. And so. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, so no, it, to answer your question, uh, it wasn't nothing I ever thought of doing, um, making one, making pomade, never thought I would be making pomade and two, owning my own <laughs> to owning my own business. I, I never thought I would be doing that either. Um, I mean, that's kind of weird. I feel like we all kind of grow up wanting to make pomade. That's like, you know, it's like right next to firefighter, astronaut, police <laughs> every little boy's dream. Pomade maker. Right. Yeah, exactly. They get their red rider BB gun and then they start waxing their hair. <laughs> oh man. That's cool though, man. Yeah. Well, so 
um, what got me into it though was um, I was using um, I was styling my hair. Of course, uh, we had grooming standards in the military, as you all know, and then as well as the um, in the Department of Corrections too. So I was styling my hair, um, combing it. I was using like some hair gel products, some water based products. Um, I kind of started getting into different types of those um, water based products and. I have really sensitive skin. So what was happening was like, I was getting bad reactions to it. So I was like breaking out. I was getting like, uh, you know, itchy scalp and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I got to do something else to style my hair. Um, so I just kind of wanted an all natural alternative to that. Um, something better for my hair, my scalp and my skin and went to purchase something, but kind of was just looking at the ingredients and I'm like, man, there's like four ingredients in this thing. It's like shea butter, beeswax, like essential oils, sweet almond oil. Like I can just, why don't I just try making my own, right? So um, I ordered a bunch of the different ingredients. My girlfriend, my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, her father had a couple of beehives. So I got some beeswax from him and kind of went to my kitchen. I was living at home at the time. So you know, I ruined a whole bunch of my mom's kitchen stuff, which is, you know, she wasn't really thrilled about. But <laughs> classic, classic, <laughs> little collateral damage. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was there in the kitchen and made my first batch of pomade, and I was I was like super excited to try it. I like went in way too early, burned my finger on the stove, and the tin was like super hot. Anyway, after learning my lesson, letting it cool. Um, it was like way too waxy and um, long story short, it took me several different mixtures and writing, you know, here, like in my little lab, my little book, writing different mixtures down ratios and stuff until I found something that I liked. Um, I had a whole bunch of it. And like I said, I was working at the prison at the time. So I brought a bunch of it in for my buddies and they all had beards, by the way, they were all out of the military. There was a handful of guys um, who were still in doing guard or reserve like myself, a lo lot of veterans there though. Um, um, and they all had beards like, like this. Right. And so they were putting in their hair and their beards and they're like, man, this stuff's awesome. You should sell it. And I never thought about selling it. I was there to just kind of make it for myself and give it to my buddies. Um, but they put that idea in my mind and that's where it was like, all right, I can start a Facebook page for free. Like, I mean, like, you know, this is like low cost beeswax is like what a dollar a pound or something like, you know, so just did that. And then, you know, then we got into like branding. I'm like, all right, how am I going to brand this? And, you know, the market's saturated with like the lumberjack and the, and the, you know, that kind of, right. That kind of branding. So I was like, I need to be different. You know, it needs to be definitely like. Sure. Manly, masculine, right? We need some masculinity again. <laughs> and uh, that's it. I mean, we started Locks Hair Wax Company, got the skull, the Viking skull, started with Battle Wax. That's our, that's our OG pomade, the, the first one ever. That's it. I mean, man, it's been, that's how we started. It was, it's so exciting to think back on that right now. But, um, and then it kind of grew like crazy. Yeah, I hope that answered your question, Boomer. No, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty incredible because most, entrepreneurs when they when they stumble on something and they start doing it they never really you know quite uh understand that you know like like you were just it was just something that you're doing for yourself right like you didn't fully understand mm -hmm. the true potential of it um right and that's 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 really incredible so you know definitely kudos to you for and you know there's there's a lot of people yeah you know, there's, there's a lot of people doing it, but you were able to, you know, recognize that and then carve out, you know, Hey, you know, this is my target audience. This is how I'm going to market to them. This is, you know, the graphic designs that we're going to do and, you know, how we're going to advertise our stuff. And you, you created your mm -hmm. own niche right. and, and that's, that's impressive too, because like I said, there's a lot of people doing it, but you were able to break into the industry and grow a successful company by creating your own niche. And so that's, that's really impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. I was just going to just agree that it was tough to kind of set ourselves apart from what was already out there um, and highly competitive uh, market, you know? So, sure. Yeah. I think that that was my follow-up question to that was um, like, 
what what was that what did that process look like in a nutshell for you guys was it you and your buddies sitting around drinking some beer and saying like hey what's gonna like um what's gonna track with our audience like how are we gonna break into this market um what did that look like did you hire a company you know for people that are bringing it bringing a new product to market in a in a space whether it's pomade or uh you know snorkeling gear or engineering concept like whatever it is like how did you find that brand what what did that process look like uh yeah great question i had um i had um some friends at the time from the in the prison from the prison in the prison right um who heavily uh influenced um or at least help me um, with the design process and the the branding process and the marketing process. Um, but absolutely no professionals were involved other than our graphic designer, um, who I stumbled upon through a, uh, actually, I, it was kind of a funny story. I was looking for graphic designers, couldn't find anybody that would respond. Um, most of the graphic designers out there were like, you know, up to their neck and work. They didn't want to, you know, we're kind of with the, with a, um, startup. Um, and anyway, I found this guy who was local to me and, uh, really real quick, real funny story. I called him on the phone and I'm like, you know, expecting, you know, some professional, you know, answer, you know, like, you know, th- thanks for um, calling Mike's graphic design. You know, how can I help you? You know, like, this- oh man, we love these. Here yeah, we go. I, the guy answers the phone. He's like, hello. And I'm like, hello i'm like uh hello is this uh you know graphic design by alan and he's like oh yeah yeah this is this is the right number yeah yeah this is the guy so i was like all right um you know you look are you able to do work like i'm looking for you know commission i'm starting up here And he's like oh yeah yeah come on over to my studio um and we'll we'll talk and i was like okay so he was only like 40 minute drive i, I drive out there he gives me this address and i'm on this back road I told I lose service, so I've got no cell service. I'm on this back road, and I'm like, "Where am I going? Like, this is so I'm like, you know, this is real sketchy, right?" I come up to this. It's a residential. It's a house, so I'm like, I, "There's no sign, you know, like it's not, you know, it's totally residential space." I pull in, and this guy yeah. comes out on the porch, and I'm like, "Are you, you know, Alan, the graphic designer?" He's like, "Yeah, come on in." And I'm like, "All right, I don't even have service <laughs> to like send out an SOS, tell anybody where I'm at right now, like." <laughs> I'm going to end up in this guy's basement. I don't even know. You know? Yeah. Like all I, got is, all, all I got is me and my 2A. That's all I got. That's it. So yeah. anyway, um, long story short, really nice guy walked into his home and his studio was that just a, you know, studio up upstairs on the second floor. And he had all of his, you know, he had some projects out that he was working on um, and just some artwork that was out and we hit it off. Um, and he designed our first, uh, company logo as well as the battle x uh artwork that you, that you know and um that's how i other so other than him being the professional right uh sure. that was that was kind of it it was just me and my buddies like you said just hanging out chit-chatting um kicking ideas around kicking names around kicking sense around um and that was it and that's honestly that's how every single one of our products um becomes a thing we just start with something we kick it around in, yeah, in, the, for sure. in the circle and and we just kind of go from there. So I mean, we're gonna have to follow back up on that, that that little nugget right there. <laughs> All of our other things become a thing. <laughs> that's cool though, man. Cause I, I think I think that's how it goes. I think a lot a lot of times, especially in the veteran community, uh, and in the military community, sometimes we're scared to voice our opinions because of whatever situation we've been in in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not exactly an idea farm, you know. And when you get together with a group of people, I think sometimes that gets, that gets crushed a little bit. So that's really cool to see that, you know, you've built a community where you're able to bring those ideas up and yeah, like well, have the military, that like, created discussion. And the like, military it creates a lot of trust. Yeah. But it, it also, go ahead. Yeah. No, it creates a lot of trust between people, but it also kind of suppresses that you know, your individuality and your creativity yes. and yes, yes, exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get veterans who are able to open up and be creative, right. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. 
Yeah, no, I, I love that because it's just such a grassroots story. You know, it's just really cool. Just super down to earth. And, you know, that's what you guys have always been. So it's it's really neat to see that parallel uh, with your, I don't want to say your origin story. I don't want to sound like a villain, but you know what I mean? So <laughs> I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I was going to jump in there and say that if, if your preferred method of graphic design is not driving down a back road and linking up with a, a sketchy individual. So for, for my two businesses and for anyone who, who might be listening. Um, so I ended up using, um, so Vistaprint has a logo design feature where you can put your, you basically, um, you can upload some ideas that you have and a description of like what your business is. And for like a few hundred bucks, they put it out to bid. And then you can have like 70 or 80 graphic designers. Like that's their full-time job is they just go on Vistaprint and they just create logos and brands. And I mean, they've done for my two businesses, they've done logos. They've done, I have um, uh, PowerPoint backgrounds that they've done and you know, you get, tons of different you know at the end of it you get tons of different submissions and you can pick from them and so it is just it's an alternative for creating uh you know digital artwork and branding and and logo design i've been super happy with it that is definitely good to know i might have to run with that because a sketchy back road here in vermont might leave me a little bit outgunned so (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think uh, like Mr. Print and not ending yep. up in a house is a good one. You might be on a national <laughs> no, <I'm>, story. <laughs> I'll take as many as I can, but um, <laughs> but no, that's such a great and like kind of organic way to get into that. You know, having someone that is within driving distance do the design and starting to build those relationships with other small businesses is, you know, extremely important. Yeah. On that note, if you guys know of any veteran owned or if there's any listeners out there who, uh, if you're a veteran and you are into graphic design, freelance work, definitely send me an email. I'll have that. I don't know. Maybe you guys can put that in the description or something, uh, or just go to our website and then use the contact us page. I'm always looking for, um, um, Excuse me, I'm not always looking for new graphic designers, but there are times when I put some work out there and projects get stalled um, for no blame on the graphic designer that's running the project. But um, it's always nice to have more on hand. So if there's anybody out there, definitely send me an email. Don't you guys throw me under the bus now. That's Don't, don't do it. <laughs> No, we can't replace you, Da Vinci. Don't you worry about that. You can no, come on, in graphic design for us. Come on. Yeah. You and the uh, the Pakistanis on Fiverr. Are, <laughs> That's right. Which yeah, is no, not right. the way to go. If, if put, anyone puts <laughs> me on a level bad. that's yeah, it's top notch, man. It's top notch. Yeah, exactly. So, but, out of curiosity. Um, know, I guess we've, we've run through how you got started, uh, how you got into the grooming industry. Uh, Roniel, do you have any, any sorts of questions? I know you got an entrepreneurial spirit as well. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you know, COVID kind of changed a whole bunch of things for a lot of us, um, for some more than others, as, as you mentioned earlier. Um, did you feel any supply shortages or were you sourcing like locally enough that you didn't get impacted by that? Um, I would say yes and no. Uh, we, we did get impacted, um, by the, I guess I should say the wait time. So we waited definitely much, much longer getting resupplied. Um, but what was helpful to us was the fact that we, um, well, we ordered we order in bulk, um, which is good, but we usually we try really hard to order in advance. So far enough in advance where we're not kind of like waiting for stuff to arrive. Um, so even with the um, slow resupply, we still managed to keep production moving. What really hurt us was not 
the wait time though, per se, it was the inflation and the cost um, increased of everything. Um, as an example, um, I used to purchase one, one five gallon bucket of one ingredient that I used for one of our pomades um, used to cost us about $60. Uh, it now costs us four hundred dollars. Holy um, Lord, which is inc- which is crazy. It's crazy. Um, that's one example of of, of cost going up. Um, that's in the last two and a half years. That's in the last two and a half years. Yep, yep, yep. That that is <laughs> that's incredible. Um, almost yeah, ten actually, times I increase overall. I reached out to ask. That was the large. I use that one as an example because that is the largest increase that we've experienced. Now there are have been other large increases too. That's been the most dramatic. I reached out to the supplier and asked him about it. Um, you know, kind of see what kind of answer I would get back. And I got some. I got some run of the mill answers you would expect. You know, Ukraine and uh, supply chain and, <laughs> and COVID and everything. At the at the bottom, they signed their. Their, their signature block was like she, her. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, so I responded and I don't know if you know me well enough right now <laughs> yeah. to know that I, I try to, I try to filter things, but I kind of don't sometimes <laughs> I responded. I said, yeah, you're right. Um, said something like, uh, you know, if our country was less focused on, uh, gender identity, um, and more focused on the economy, then we wouldn't have these, you know, dramatic price increases and oh, shit. I'll, I'll be looking for another source elsewhere thank you you know so, nice. that is beautiful oh lord that is beautiful and then they quoted <laughs> they quoted you six hundred dollars on the next bucket instead of 400 <laughs> yeah. i say i say they i say i say they because that's the best way to you know you they, just they say they, they you they can't have. you can't be wrong you can't be wrong they they yep. you know Oh, that's oh man, I wasn't expecting crazy. inflation of that that amount. You know, even if that is the the outlier, that's still yep. a good barometer for kind of what's going on all throughout the supply chain. Yep, that is insane. Well, I appreciate you answering that, and uh, I appreciate you answering their email in that way. That's <laughs> kind of what we need. Um, yeah, yeah, we do. Every. It's fun to be, they get to flip through the Rolodex and go, ah, let's see. What's the excuse for this one? Let's throw in Ukraine and COVID's always a good standby. And just- yeah. yeah. Uh, that really is amazing when you start talking about industry and all these people like, why haven't my power lines, you know, been replaced or why haven't, you know, the roads been paved or why, you know, this, 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 and this. And everybody just kind of throws out the COVID excuse. And we're like, hey, guys, that's kind of like a year and a half, almost two years, like, uh-huh. removed. So now we got to throw in Ukraine because that apparently affects my supply chain. It's just wild what people just throw out there as a blanket excuse. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, people are always after their next crutch. <laughs> that's what I always say. And yeah, we'll always provide one. It always yeah. will. That's unfortunate, too. Yeah. Because people take it instead of taking that crutch and smashing their life in the face with it and saying, nah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Not your crutch. That's but. right. Yep. Yeah. Instead of throwing them in a Fort Bragg dumpster, they <laughs> keep them with them their whole life. <laughs> Wait, it's Fort Liberty now, man. Come on. Give oh, it time. No, no, no. no. <laughs> once, once was Bragg, will always be Bragg. Oh, man. Ooh. They renamed yeah. They renamed Drum too, I think, right? Dude, nobody in the army is going to know where they're stationed anymore. Fort Drum, or Fort Drum, Fort Hood. What is Fort Drum? What is offensive about Drum? Was Drum? Nobody was, uh, knows. Fort, nobody Fort knows. Loot, I believe the Fort Drum was Loot, too aggressive. Fort Pickle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's we're just shift. We're just shifting <laughs> instruments now. It had too much bass in it. Too much masculinity. Oh, yeah. toxic masculinity. Made me feel that, things in yeah. my tummy when people hit it. No, <laughs> Sorry, where I store all my feelings. Oh man, it, I'm gonna yeah, look yeah, definitely. They're all Confederate uh, generals or something. Yeah, right? they were all. They so, were. Yeah. They were all had some ties to either slavery and or the Confederacy. So yeah, Lee, gen- Drum, Bragg, uh, Hood. There's several. There's several others, and 
you know, the poor guys that are just joining, they're going to be like, you know, talking to some old vet. They're volunteering at the local, the you know, the local uh, <laughs> VFW. VFW. <laughs> yeah. They're like, where are you stationed, son? And it's like, I'm at Fort Liberty. They're like, oh, where's that? I've never heard of that base before. Yeah, like, it must well, be a in new North one. Carolina near Fayetteville. They're like, you mean Fort Bragg? They're like, what's that? It's like, <laughs> yeah. there's going to be no connection. It's- uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Because so everybody guys- that's still in is still going to call it Fort Bragg for forever. Yeah. You guys want me to rain on this parade real quick? <laughs> I oh, feel like it. we're currently raining on the parade. Rain on it. Send it. Thunder. Are you going to hail on it? Oh, oh yeah. This is this is golf ball size hail. So Midas is going to bring the zoo stuff. All right, here we yeah. go. The amount of taxpayer dollars that it's, it's oh, going go. to take and has taken to change every official document, every letterhead on every fucking base yeah. inspection, every sign, yeah, every shirt in the PX. Yep. I mean, we are talking about just an insane amount of resources is going into this fucking name change. You just made a good point, though. I mean, now we got some vintage <laughs> vintage T-shirts you can get. You got Fort Bragg. That's a vintage now. Hell yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's, a, yeah, exactly. that's a business that's opportunity. You better. That's right. Oh, you start talking. <laughs> Do you know that meme where it's the guy standing behind the tree rubbing his hands together? Yeah. That is like... It was like totally condor right now. Like just <laughs> love it. We'll oh, yeah, anything. Yeah. It's lifestyle yeah. and condor just swiping up all the extra. No kidding. Man. All the Under Armour. Yeah. Oh, all they're yeah. like I'm a Fort Drum wife. Like, oh yeah, whoever makes those t shirts. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whatever. Scouring all of the army surplus stores near all of the uh, formerly aforementioned bases <laughs> and just steal all of the things they have for yep. eight for eight bucks and then sell just them all in that super, three years. All that yeah. super cringe PX stuff. Exactly. Oh yeah, oh, yeah for sure. It's perfect. So perfect. we've uh, we've discussed quite a few challenges um, that you've encountered in, in starting up your business as as any good business encounters, right? But what do you think was the, the biggest challenge? And and how did you triumph above that? Um, I think the biggest challenge was getting started and getting rolling and then maintaining that momentum and continuing to grow. Um, growth generally speaking overall 30,000 foot view right growth is probably like the most challenging thing for any business um <clears throat> i mean everyone's trying to grow even the multi-billion dollar businesses are still trying to grow right so growth is like the biggest challenge and the, i guess the biggest desire for every business um so um going back to 2016 when we first started locks locks Herrick's company we started with a facebook page and like a cheap little website that you couldn't even, you know, pay, uh, make payments on, you know, so we had, we had that. And then, um, reach, reach was another challenge. So, I mean, man, you guys now with shadow banning, right? That shadow banning has been a thing for for several years now. So like reach is like such a big challenge. Um, you know, we've got 16.3 thousand followers on Instagram, and our afternoon post might get seven likes. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. It's, so that's tough. Um, and we can pay for marketing too. Sure. And we do, we have, we have paid for marketing. Um, but even then it's, you know, you're investing that costs money. It costs time. You got to play with uh, times and, and, and targets and, you know, so um, I think reach and growth would definitely be the biggest challenges for that. Um, what got me through it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just, we just, you don't quit. You just keep trying to keep going. Um, the orders keep coming in. Um, and yeah, just, uh, continue to be creative with the marketing. Um, that, that would be my advice for anyone else, you know, yeah. struggling with that. Sure. <laughs> and very similar to how this podcast has gained a little bit of a following now. It's, it's the same with any sort of business like that, especially when you align yourself with principles and values. I yeah. think that 
inevitably you're going to pick up uh, just a, a loyal group, a loyal audience who doesn't need to see your posts on Instagram to know that, Hey, once this tins up, I'm ordering, you know, three more. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We have a great, great customer base. I mean, you guys are prime examples of that being with us for several years now, just, you know, the fact that what we added, like a couple extra stickers in your, your orders or something. And, you know, like, I got, you know, that wasn't by any means, you know, a, a, a gimmick, that's just, uh, you know, that's just kind of like what I love about my business is I just, you know, um, all of us here at Locks have a, you know, a generous attitude and, and demeanor. And so we kind of just like, I mean, I'm great. I'm <laughs> grateful for, to be doing this full time. So it's just kind of like, man, I love, it's kind of like, I love what I do. So like, I'm just happy to like, you know, hook up an order or whatever. And so yeah. we have a great customer base. I think they acknowledge that they appreciate that. And then, like you said, they just keep coming back. Um, and the product too speaks for itself. You have to have a good. You have to have a good product. You could be a nice guy and, and have great business business ethics and 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 um, customs and and whatnot. But if you don't have a good product, you're gonna go out of business. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, for sure. And uh, act. Yeah, you guys definitely do have a good product. I will I will stamp that approval all over it. It's, Appreciate that. It's great. It's it's good for you. It's probably good for the environment too at the end of the day i mean it's it's just it's really good down-to-earth stuff yeah super earthy good you know i mean you're using wax for god's sakes you know beeswax it's great stuff everybody else is putting all these and really my, you know my wife she's got all kinds of different little products and she's i feel like on the lower end of the the spectrum as far as like all the crap that they put on their face but yep. you know you might as well you just put like some viking female fighting braids on there take off the beard and put on you know put the blonde into the into the skull and start marketing into those viking women that we got in our lives man because they're putting so many chemicals yeah. and they're looking for other they're looking for other things so a company like yours <clears throat> is great especially for like the military spouse that's about that life and you know, and does it. Um, sorry, that was just, that popped into my head as soon as you guys finished yeah. talking, but and they've done that, you know, they've got the, the shield. Yeah. They, yeah they've got some shield. Maiden, the vibes. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I just wanted to explode. So that's why I'm putting it out into yeah. the ether. I, I've seen it out there and my wife's been, she's been checking it out too. So nice, but yeah, just to go back to your point, you know, getting, you know, I ordered a two pack and I got a three pack with a little note in there too. It was that was super cool because yeah, like we've been supporting you guys, but I haven't personally purchased anything. And it was just a really cool little it's a just an extra piece because you have a great product and then there's that extra bit. And I'm like, Well, I, I guess I don't need to shop at Walmart for any of my stuff anymore, <laughs> man. Like I've I got my company now. And it's just that one, right little, on. one little thing, you know, just a little bit of a personal touch, which I think is awesome. And when you're a small business, that's still doable until you're uh, too big to sustain that. So that's probably a weird place that I don't know if you're at that point yet. And I, I guess I had a follow up question before sure. I get to my last point was yeah. you say we at Locks. Uh, you want to throw like a number at us right now? Like, is it like when you say we, is it you and your wife? Is it two employees? Are we talking 10? Like kind of where are you guys at right now in the, in the journey from start to where you are now? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, no, it's very minimal, very minimal here. Uh, it is me and my wife. I did have um, a um, another person who helped me brew pomade. Um, he went off and did, he wanted to do his, uh, pursue his own career. Um, so he left, which was fine. Great. And, um, but my wife kind of stepped into the helping me in the workshop, um, fill in orders. I have, um, a marketing firm who does, uh, the Facebook page and email marketing, um, as well as some other things. Um, they started getting into some new blogs now. Um, nice. So, but yeah, to answer your question, very minimal. Uh, it is me and my wife are the two full-time employees, if you will. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. I still, um, 
between my wife and I, um, we still handwrite uh, n- notes on every single order. Um, Man, that's so cool. Sometimes the hands get crampy, but it's all good. Um, I I do. I think about that sometimes, and I'm like, man, there's got to be a point sometime yeah, where, it'll come. It'll come. <laughs> where I won't have time to be handwriting notes anymore. But um, but I make sure to do it still, even if it takes. I mean, it. Don't get me wrong. We still get a lot, plenty of orders, and it gets me. It probably adds another. It adds hours onto my you know order fulfillment time. But um, it's something that I enjoy doing, and I know it goes a long way, as you pointed out. So, yeah, still, it really does. Do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I think as far as the uh, as far as the veteran-owned thing, you know, let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. From a veteran-owned business standpoint, have you guys seen any type of uh, have you seen any type of benefits or have there been any resources that you've either sought out or been presented to you that you found beneficial as a vet to take advantage of when you're starting that business? Um, you know, such as like the veteran owned small business type thing, you know, as an acquisition guy, I'm familiar with that world and on the government acquisition side, like SBA score, these different, um, things that help you do business with the government. But I know there's other resources that are out there for people that are just a veteran who are trying to start a business, not necessarily trying to, you know, market pomade to a bunch of Marines that have no hair. Right. 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 Um, (laughs) To answer your question. No, I don't have or use any resources and I need to look into those things you mentioned because I've been trying to get into, um, I've been trying to get into the BXs and the PXs. Hell yeah, man! Um, and I've I've said you would destroy in the, like <laughs> with the cans. Like people would buy that and pack it like a dip can. They would just yeah. carry it around in their back pocket <laughs> just because it looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. If sure. you guys have not seen his cans, you got to look them up. Locks. They're. I mean, it's it's awesome. Your cans. The design is fantastic. So yeah, yep. you definitely. And we'll we could talk offline too. All right, cool. I didn't know yeah. you were trying to get in the in into the BX I've, because I've filled out applications. Great twice, idea, and yeah. it, it's so lengthy and like uh, it's tough. Um, yeah, it is tough. Yeah, but it has been a couple of years since I've since I've tried. Um, so yeah, if you if you have if you have some coaching, I would love to get some of that from you. So I, yeah, that'd be great. Cool, man. Yeah. So, but to answer your question, I I was not familiar with uh, any resources. I didn't have anybody to um that kind of jumped in and, and, and coached me or directed me in those, in any of those resources. This was very much a, um, and don't get me wrong. I was highly encouraged by my friends and family, but, um, as far as direction, you know, I, I was kind of on my own. So everything has been kind of that way. No, I love that. I think, and I was going to be fine with either way you answered that question because, you know, one, we get to point out some of the resources that are available. And two, if you answer it in the negative, like you did, it just shows that you can do it. Like people get all freaked out when they're exiting the military. Like I'm not going to be able to do anything. I'm not because we've had everything kind of spoon fed to us. Yeah. It's a difficult job sometimes, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see somebody in your situation, like you didn't know that any of these resources were available mm-hmm. and look at you, you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And we going back to the crutch thing. We, we try to find these different things, whether it's a crutch or an escalator or any of these different things, you just found yourself a mountain with no crutch, no escalator and decided to climb that shit. <laughs> and that's awesome. It's so cool, man. And I, I wish that you like, I wish you had like more exposure, a little more of a, uh, you know, to ability to tell the story because it's really awesome that you guys are able to do that. And, you know, you're not using any of the things that they teach us in taps. You're just like out there going for it and just doing it. It's yeah, it's really cool, man. So I seriously, uh, seriously appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's awesome, especially for someone like me who's, uh, you know, potentially approaching the exit. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And just feeling super trepidatious about 
uh, you know, trying to start a business and all that. So it's really cool to see somebody who's, you know, just kind of jumped into it or fell into it rather. Yeah. And then just didn't use any resources. You just did it yourself. Like, why not? You know, <laughs> doing it live. Yeah. Oh, definitely <laughs> inspirational. Doing it live, yeah. man. That's awesome. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. that. So another thing that, uh, that you've been doing it live with, which uh, I see your shirt. Yeah. Uh, local 76. So, so what is that exactly? And, and what, uh, I guess how have things been going with that? Um, yeah, good observation. Thanks for asking too. I was, um, local 76, basically, um, it was a buddy of my, a buddy and me, we just started, um, kind of going to the range together and shooting and, uh, we're like-minded he's prior army. Um, and, uh, we're, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. So we, 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 you know, we talk, we talk offline about some serious stuff. We know what's going on in the world. Uh, we know what's going on in, in the country. Um, and, uh, we were just like, you know what, you know, range days are cool, but like we should, uh, you know, get a group of guys together and, you know, get some good, you know, training and camaraderie. And, and, um, so yeah he and I started this, uh, local 76, what we kind of call ourselves right now. There's just four of us, me, him, um, a brother of mine and another local guy. Um, so we meet once a month, kind of like reservists, right. But, uh, (laughs) we meet once a month and we just kind of do, we've been doing classroom training. Um, so we've been doing basic land navigation stuff, um, uh, uh, tactical combat casualty care, um, the things like that. We kind of keep the range days separate because um, there's so much more to being prepared than just going, you know, pew pew, um, mm-hmm. which is still important uh, um, skill set to have, as you know, obviously. But um, there's so much more, sure. there's so much more to it than that. So that's what, we've been, that's what we've been doing. That's what Dude. Local 76 is. And it's just kind of cool. I I know we're late to the game, too. I, I know there's like different all kinds of training groups out there, whether it be you know, minimal, low level, just a group of guys or whether it be like high level uniform militias and stuff, whatever. Um, you know, so we're kind of like just kind of kicking it right now and get doing the training that we can and kind of knowledge transfers. And yeah, uh, but you're, you're doing the weekend warrior thing and yeah. you know what weekend warriors are, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're still warriors. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like most people just do weekends, but you, even if you're doing only a weekend every once in a while, you're still, if you're a weekend warrior, you're still a warrior. Like, and I, I think a lot of people, they feel like, yeah, they got to, we got to train every day. I got to practice my, I got to practice my draw for my appendix carry, or I got to go to the range with my battle belt, or I got to practice putting on a tourniquet, you know, every three days to stay competent. And that's not the case. Like as long as you're in the game, working on it, Unless you're an active operator, as long as you're, as long as you have hands on it, occasionally, and you're practicing, yeah, like that's more than most people are doing, right? That's so, and that's the point. That's the point yeah, you just brought out. That's was the cool. point that we wanted to do. It's like whatever kind of tra- minimal training that we're doing is way more than the average guy is doing. Exactly, and, we, and yeah. we're all local too. And that's the whole point. Like we're all within thirty minute drive of each other. So, you know, God forbid if anything happens that extreme. Um, you know, we're able to respond to, you know, for each other. It's not like one of those um, virtual training groups or virtual groups like, you know, um, right. Yeah. Where, like we're really not going to be able to benefit each other, benefit each other if you know sure. the grid goes down or whatever. Right. So sure. Um, yeah. So that's important, too. Um, I mean, and you pointed out, I mean, dry fire is important, you know, health. Fit, being fit to fight, that is important, but that's individual stuff that we can do on our own time or should be doing our own time. Right. Right. Um, so if we get together once a, once a month for a few hours as a group, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, yeah. that's really that's cool, great. man. And, uh, so, that, that really falls into one of the things that we've been kicking around. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to formally announce it, but just building our formal network of folks in, in groups that are out there. I know there's been some other, other stuff out there. Um, 
like Mike, uh, I think Mike Glover with American yeah. Contingency. Yep. Of course, that got labeled as a terrorist organization by the <laughs> FBI. Of course. I mean, that's uh, how I got the Betsy Ross flag on here. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Wait, before before you go on, Midas, is that your local brand, like local seventy six? Did you guys come up with that? Is that a yeah? Or, yeah. Well, uh, you better course. copyright that because <laughs> that is gonna copyright it. Come up with a it's shirt it, company that you want to make a lot of money and. Yeah. Because that will sell like hotcakes, bro. We yeah. um, it's funny you had you you just interjected that. Um, it's actually um, hidden on our website right now on the back end. Um, and we're gonna kind of market it as a sub, sub. What is it called? Sub brand. Sub brand. Yeah, sure. Or locks. Um, so it's not gonna be like our main thing by any means. But I mean, as you know, you've been, you've known our brand for a while now. Mm-hmm. You know we're patriotic. You know our standards. And mm-hmm. and you know our marketing and our target audience. Um, so this kind of th- the local seventy six totally fits the vibe. Um, but it's going to be kind of like yeah a, for a, sure a brand, and we're going to have you know of course we'll have some t shirts and stuff. But um, it's yeah. a great it's a great brand, man. Like local seventy six. I mean, it just it brings together <laughs> the community aspect that this team strives for, as well as like the you know I mean you throw in the seventy six and the Betsy Ross. Yes, like you, you, so you get connection, you, yeah. You hit the trifecta there, man. Like community, history, patriotism. Yeah, like, it all kind of comes together and culminates. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Great. No, I, I, I dig that. Sorry, Midas, I, I derailed you there. Yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, I just wanted to say that we've been kicking around the idea of formalizing our our network with some great people and. Just now, when you that knowledge transfer, yeah. you know, and, and that just like mindedness. Can you elaborate and, on the network? Uh, sure. So there's no, no secret. Yeah, sure. I mean, there's no secret that the team, my team, this team is geographically separated. You know, we've got right. still on active duty. We've got other folks in other places doing different things. Right. Um. So with that being said, that could one be viewed as an obstacle to content creation and to success, which it is because uh, we don't, we don't get to hang out on the weekends and, and train together like we would love to. And like, yeah, we used to. Yep. Um, but with that being said, I think it creates uh, even better opportunity for each team member to find a group to work with or to train with in a given area that, that we can network with. And yeah. And, and speak with about different topics such as I mean, growing your own food, uh, yeah, managing a water supply, like all these little finer points Yo, that's awesome. of, of survival. Yeah. I just got really, really excited because I mean, I'm just thinking of local 76. Cause like, I would love to get like, like I, if I'm understanding what you're saying, like you're, you're talking about finding a local group within your community to train with, but then also be kind of like a the parent network, on uh not accountability if that's the right word or not but like kind of just um just interconnected yeah interconnected like that you're that's really interlinked yeah your crazy matches are crazy yeah great (laughs) (laughs) Great. yeah exactly yeah yeah but that's the whole idea because you know we we talk about i think that the whole concept of like diversity and inclusion has gotten gotten a bit of a rap lately because of how bad it's been pushed down our throats, but Mm. having diversity Mm. is not Mm. a bad thing at all, but that can mean all kinds of other, other things other than just ethnicity, right? That's background, that's location, that's experience level. And, and everybody can bring something to to the group and and to the team. Absolutely. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's cool. That, that I got excited for the right reason because uh, that's that's cool. That's really cool. I'm pumped about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I think that you know, you guys operating in your area, doing what you're doing, I think that that's the perfect example of of how that could work, uh, which is pretty neat. So, yeah, definitely yeah. looking forward to watching that grow and seeing you guys expand. I think it's going to be neat. Just gotta. Keep off the watch list if you can. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. we're we're all already there, don't you? Yeah, worry. yeah, sure, right. Oh yeah, no, we're not. We're not. We're all wearing our tinfoil hats. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. 
Everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, if that's how they want to waste their time and energy, that's by all right. means. <laughs> that's right. Go right ahead. Oh, gosh. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just really appreciate you coming on once again. Thank you so much for your time and really appreciate what you're doing for your community, for the veteran community as well. And also just, I don't know, it's just something about, it's going to sound a little, little creepy, but sticking your fingers into that into that wax pulling it out of that tin and just being like, man, this, it just feels good. It's classic. It's and every, every self-respecting dude wants to have some sort of connection, whether it's tangible or not to the past. Right. We all do because that that's when we were actually able to be men and do man things. We're still able to do it. We're just discouraged from it. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, it was valued and appreciated at that Great time. And it's still valued me, and appreciated by a lot of people, just not by people that are saying what they're, they're saying. Just, they're quiet people. Yeah. Pop, yeah, not the popular crowd. Right. Exactly. But when you, you when you crack open door that for tin, somebody with a classic mustache wax from old Locks Company, that lady is still going to thank you for holding that door open. Oh yeah. Then you look her dead in the eye and you say. Arrivederci. Arrivederci, <laughs> Luigi. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but really, it's uh, really appreciate what you guys are doing. We love it. Uh, super into it. I just placed another order. I know Boomer's got one on deck for you too. So yeah, you guys uh, keep the love and support flowing your way, dude. I'm drawing one up on on the internet right now. Right yeah. on the there old internet. God. On the interwebs. How old um, are we? Yeah, I just uh, just put my order in too. So awesome. there you go. There you <laughs> go. And, and for those of you who haven't actually had a chance to order, uh, go ahead and hop on the Google machine and go ahead and check out uh, your locks and company.com. That's L O X and company.com. And uh, I guarantee you, you will not be, will not be upset. By what you see, it's, it's you really guys great, have a discount stuff. code too, I believe, for your podcast listeners. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go through the campsite. That's true. That's true. We do have the discount code, which I actually forgot to use because I am a fucking idiot. My brain's <laughs> fried. <laughs> I used Isn't it. That uh, ironic. The podcast use it and get his own discount unbelievable <laughs> well he's just giving you guys full price so you yeah. know you're welcome there's, there's no way it's only tuesday my brain's already fried from work but, i don't uh, think it's fried from work i think it's fried from other things this past weekend yeah that's true it was, it was quite the eventful time uh but anyhow <laughs> uh, definitely looking forward to watching the company grow Looking forward to watching Local 76 grow. I really, really think you got something there. And uh, look forward to the potential to, to work with you guys in the future. And I'm definitely looking forward really to that. I have to say thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate the opportunity, not just to be on your on your podcast and, and reach a new audience or whatever um, from a business perspective, but um, just the opportunity to meet you guys in person and hang out and get to know you more. Uh, it was been super fun, super chill, and uh, I hope to do it again sometime. Definitely for real. So appreciate yeah. you guys. Absolutely, yeah. we'd love Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah. We'll have to uh, get a range day on the calendar. It'd be fun. Yo, boy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, to all our listeners out there, uh, hit us up on Instagram at path underscore five. Help us beat the uh, shadow ban that we have encountered just by speaking the truth. Uh, hit up our bio and check out the link in our bio that has, it's basically a link tree that will bring you to uh, numerous uh, other affiliate programs that we have been taking part in all the way to Palmetto State, um, Arrow Precision to our own store featuring some uh, apparel that directly supports the production of this podcast, as well as that link to the locks and company with the discount code uh, that you can apply there, uh, which I did not use. I'm not, but anyhow, thank you very much. Uh, be good to your neighbors, build your own communities. Wait, I know you're 
before I know you're about to finish this out, but Miz, where can they find you on these platforms? We want to give you a little bit of a, a platform to do that. Yeah, sure. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we are on Gab, Getter, and how uh, was it? Rumble, Parler. Social. Uh, but uh, just find us Grindr, on. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. all of it. <laughs> Locks and Company. Well, his we'll products are his products are definitely on Grinder because they make you downright <laughs> handsome. That's right. That's uh, L O X A N D and then comp- the word company. You'll find us. Thank you. We'll pop right up. So yeah. Thanks. I didn't, yeah, absolutely. All right. Sorry, Midas. Back to you. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah, just be good to your neighbors, build your own communities, think for yourselves, uh, take everything that you see on media with a grain of salt, believe in only some coincidences, and uh, have yourselves a wonderful day. Much love. Thanks for hanging out with us. <laughs>